Hello, and welcome back to the For the Ladies podcast. It's been such a fun start to the season, y'all. This past weekend, we held For the Ladies Intro to Golf Clinics in Jacksonville, Florida, and our second consecutive event in Philly. Coming up, we have clinics in Atlanta, San Francisco, and San Diego. So make sure you check out our website to register and share these with your friends. I hope to see you there. This week on the LPGA, Hyuju Kim won her fourth career LPGA Tour title, but her first in five years at the HSBC Women's World Championship. Kim is best known for posting the lowest round ever in a major, male or female, with a 61 at the 2014 Evian Championship. The event was played in Singapore, which looked very frickin' hot. I would have melted. Temperatures hovered in the 100s, and the players may face similar conditions in Thailand for their second event in this Asian swing. For today's Ladies of Golf interview, we welcomed Beverly Bell, who is the author of the novel, The Murder of Marion Miley. It's a true story. Marion was a decorated amateur golfer who ranked as high as number one in the U.S. in the 1930s. As the title shares, she was murdered in 1941 at the young age of 27, and she had so much more life to live. I serendipitously connected with Beverly on Instagram, and she graciously shared her book with me. I was enthralled mostly by the names that Marion competed against, including many of the LPGA founders. I'm not going to share too much about the novel, as I hope you check it out yourself, but enjoy our conversation about Marion, the process in writing a book, being nominated for golf awards, and so much more. We've been having the most glorious spring. I mean, yeah. it's so beautiful. And then, I don't know, the, you know, the heavens didn't get the word, the memo, because everything turned cold and we had snow two days ago and it just, this is Kentucky for God's sakes. I mean, we get four seasons, but enough is enough, you know, so. Right. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks for coming on. I think this will be really fun. Um, I loved reading the book. And when I saw that you came across my feed, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about all this. That it was just like so nice of you to just like follow up with me. And I'm like just randomly reaching out to people and it's always fun to hear back. So no, I, I, once I read about what you were doing and everything, it was just, yeah, I, I, I definitely wanted to connect. So I'm glad we could. Yeah, well, we'll get started. I always start with a qu- with quick nine questions, so I'll get I'll ask you yours. Okay. The what was the last book you read? I just finished um, uh, Anxious People by mm. um, Friedrich uh, Bachman, and that's a really interesting thing because it's a it's on the surface it's a hostage situation but then uh you you uh, drill down and it's it's really it's really about human condition and and um how we manage getting through this life it's a you know it was a bestseller i'm always so far behind on books it's pathetic um but uh really interesting so i went into it Oh, it's a hostage situation. Um, right. It turned out to be a lot more than that. Interesting. Who would be a profile you would love to write about? So, <laughs> um, you know, this thought did not even enter my brain until um, until a, a very high profile incident, um, I guess, a couple of months ago. And that was um, when Tiger Woods had his car accident. Um, 
And all of a sudden, I was just fixated on how I would tell that story. And, mm. um, you know, it's crazy. It's, I totally acknowledge it's, it's an insane thing to say when you have somebody like him who's been written about and, you know, books and, 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 and some of them are, you know, just wonderful efforts. Um, but there is that tension in him between, you know, this once in a generation kind of talent and then you align that against um, a characteristic that I believe he has in that he has no interest in being a public person. And so it, it, just, it just creates this unbelievable tension. Um, and I don't know, it, it, was, it was fun to use those muscles in my brain because yeah. I have done a lot of magazine writing where you know you are challenged to get to know a person and sometimes very quickly get to know them. Sure. Um, and frequently under a, um, in a different, in a difficult situation. So um, it was, it was great for me to, to run through that and what I would do and how I would approach it. And I was like, okay, I've got that in case that ever comes up, you know? I so, love yeah. that. Oh, interesting. <laughs> the, what was the last show you watched? Um, I am watching the investigation, HBO Max. It's um, um, based on a true story of a Swedish journalist who was murdered. Yeah, yeah. I'm Is seeing there a theme. A theme? I'm yeah. Seeing a theme. <laughs> uh, the last podcast you listened to? I listened to um, WTF, Mark Marin, the comedian, although he's, he's like an actor and everything. Um, and I, I just listened um, to, to one he did with Sally Struthers, the actress from um, All in the Family. Yeah. He, he's a real, I don't know if you've ever listened to his, but he's, he is so interested in the kind of the art of acting and, and how it comes about. And he really drills, he's a, he's a very interesting guy. And I'm not an actor. But I, I do, I do really enjoy his interviews. Yeah. Nice. Um, so you do play golf, right? Oh yeah. 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 So do yeah. you prefer practicing on the driving range or playing nine holes? <laughs> uh, you sent me that question. I laughed when I read it. Uh, and my first thought was, you know, I look at practicing much the same way as I do flossing my teeth. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like something that, um, you know, I do it, but I do it with resentment. And um, even though when I finish, I'm like, yeah, that's good. Same thing as practicing. I know it's good for me. I'm going to pick nine every single time because I'm just, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the last golf course you played? I, uh, we, we snuck away, uh, actually, um, just... Gosh, I guess it was about a month ago now. Um, we played, uh, we went to the Greenbrier. Uh, yeah. If you, yeah, and I, we played the Meadows and uh, the Meadows course. And uh, it it was just a really pretty place. You oh, know, it's an amazing bit. place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah the, well, the course was much prettier than my game. So, you know, that's, uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> but, and like the grounds have so much history. It's a great place. Yeah. I love um, 
they have that area where they have all the old photographs. Yeah. You just walk those corridors. And I love that. I love looking at that. Um, do you, where, where would you prefer to write at home or somewhere else outside of your home? Uh, right here, my little yeah. office. And it's a mess. Good thing you can't see it. And my little dog's in here, but she's she's not very cooperative sometimes on um, Zoom. So I had to banish her. But yeah, right here. I, I don't know. I don't I don't like to be out. No, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah. Do you prefer crime novels or crime podcasts? For like enjoyment of yourself. Um I would say novels. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm not a big crime, believe it or not. I'm not a big crime podcast listener. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big fad right now. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy popular and I get it. Uh, riveting stories and it has all those yes. elements. Um, it's, uh, you know, what can I say? I like books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How would you describe Mary and Miley in five words? Um, let's see, I would say exceptionally talented, Two words. Um, um, independent, determined, and I hate to use the word, but unlucky. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not obviously the, you know, the tragedy of her death. Uh, that's, that's beyond bad luck. Um, but it's also, you know, when she was trying to win the national amateur and, and the, you know, two times that she made it to the semis and then, you know, injury problems and just, it, yeah, it's just, oh, she, that she, you know, she had some good luck you know, individual rounds or, you know, maybe some uh, specific shots, but no, I, I would say unlucky. Yeah. Well, going back, did you, growing up, did you want to be an author? Did you want to be a writer? Um, I was, I was always a writer. Okay. Really. Um, and, uh, you know, I started writing when I was eight. Um, I had some really pathetic uh, little novel when I was about 11, uh, wrote a play when I was 12 and they put it on at my school. You can see a pattern there. It's just kind of there. And um, so, you know, but honestly, when Watergate came along, mm. I thought that I would be a journalist. Yeah. Because, yeah. uh, you know, that just, you know, that just, you know, uh, that just brought a whole new world of, you know, this, this unbelievable story and what these journalists had uncovered and um, how they had, you know, saved our republic, you know, in a manner of speaking. So, but as I matured, went into, you know, into high school, into college, I realized that, no, that, that wasn't for me. But you still write for publications. You wrote for magazines. Yeah, I did. I did. But I guess I was thinking the pure um, sure. you know, reporting, uh, newspaper reporting kind of journalism. I think sure. I was really, you know, riveted by that at a young age and um, just just saw great honor in it and great 
um, you know, um, something that you can kind of share, you know, with the, with the universe at large in terms of, of really bringing something of value. Um, and then it was just as, as your thinking evolves, of course, then you see other areas of value and you think, well, you know, I can, I can contribute. I can do this thing that I love to do. Um, just do it in a different way. So yeah, yeah magazine, that's, that's, uh, yeah, that, that was what I did for years, years and years. Yeah. And what was your style of writing? What types of features did you write? <laughs> I did all sorts of things. Um, and business writing, I did, okay. uh, I did, um, one of the things that I really loved to do was I would do these big um, audiovisual shows where you're, um, you're, you're using a minimal amount of words um, with stunning pictures, selecting music. Um, and uh, I, I really loved doing that. I loved working with photographers. Um, and, um, it's, it's just a whole different way, you know, to, to kind of communicate, um, on the magazine front, I, I had an editor, um, call me, um, her, um, her, her death and devastation writer, uh, because oh it seemed gosh. like so many of my stories were very serious in nature. And it, I, I had to remind her that, you're assigning these to me. So it's not, you know, it's not like I'm picking them. Um, but, um, you know, there, there's a certain skill involved with that uh, when you're dealing with a very, you know, very serious subjects, right. um, trauma or sudden death, uh, you know, the, those kind of things. And, um, you know, fortunately, I, I guess I was, I was able to, to manage that and, and to, you know, convey this story. I don't, I don't know if I would call those um, my, my favorite, um, although there is a certain amount of satisfaction when you've managed something of great difficulty like that is, right. and you bring it to the page. So that's, um, that's nice too. And you've done I, that I, a lot of different things. Yeah. A lot of different yeah. things. Yeah. And you've done that a bit with Mary and Miley's story. Mm -hmm. If you don't mind sharing, like at what point did you start the process to pursue this novel? Why was she of interest to you? Um, there's certainly the local element to it, I'm sure, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But I had just, uh, I had just moved back to the state. Actually, I, I didn't stay very, very long uh, when I became uh, acquainted with Marion for the first time. And I had, I had taken up the game of golf maybe about five years earlier. And um, I was, when I first took up the game, uh, I was living outside of Chicago. And, but it really, uh, really kind of took my game to, to a better level when I moved out to Arizona. It's just sure. great having that, uh, yeah, uh, that great weather or whatever. So then I, I came back to Kentucky and it was actually my late father-in-law 
who, mm. um, who told me, uh, he knew that I had, I had just started doing some freelance writing when I lived out in Arizona. And he, and he said, um, well, you know, I, I've got a story for you. And oh. it had happened when he was, when he was a teenager. And you know how things like imprint you when you're a yeah. teenager, like experiences or, or just a memory that, you know, they just mark you in a way that uh, like no other age. And he had remembered all these things about her. Um, Cause he had also been a younger boy when she was, wow. you know, really dominating. She was this, you know, she was just the superstar. Uh, not, not just here in Lexington, but obviously she was moving out into, you know, into the world at large. Um, so that was the first time. And, and I ended up writing a, a small magazine piece about it a couple of years later. Um, but uh, as what often happens, you know, when you're a writer, um, sometimes things just latch on to you. You, yeah. you can't let them go. And you don't really know why they stay uh, in your mind or, but I've learned now, uh, you know, it, it took me a while. Um, when that happens, just roll with it. Yeah. Just, just roll with it. Okay. And um, so I just kept gathering information and I ended up having some extremely unique, uh, special experiences um, with, um, a, f a family member of hers. I, I just learned things that just, you know, you just normally wouldn't, you know, in, in the, in the course of time. Uh, and, you know, and then I realized that I had a lot of information on her, our state, um, public television network. Yeah, uh, I connected with them and because they were planning to do um, a program on her. And so I became involved with that. Um, but at just one point, I just thought, you know, I, I got to put this baby to paper. I just have to do it. And um, that's yeah, I, I, I don't know if you've listened to any other interviews about it, but, you know, I was still working a full-time job. And uh, so in order to make that happen, I would get up and start writing at about 4, 4.30 every morning before my regular job. Wow. And I did that for three and a half years. And wow. um, yeah, and that's how it came together. Um, just, I just thought I have to, I just have to get this out of my system. I've got to put this down and, uh, and it worked out. Yeah. That's amazing. And then after all of that, it was a finalist in one of our, the USGA's win book cool. awards. Yeah. yeah. That's so amazing. So did you know about that award? No. Okay. No, no, I did not. My publisher asked you know, when you do a book, they, you know, they give you this big, long document and, you know, you're supposed to fill out everything that you know about everything. Uh, right. So for a marketing, you know, uh, opportunity, if there's, if there's anything. Sure. Um, and, uh, and I, and there was this, this section about, you know, book awards and, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, are you aware of any that, you know, that your, that your book, you know, uh, you could fit into this category, blah, blah, blah. And I went, and I think I just answered like, are you kidding? No, I don't know anything about that, you know? So it was really, I just totally 
I, I, I mean, I just, yeah, like five seconds, I went, no, I don't know anything about any, you know, award. And so I was stunned. I was absolutely stunned. Oh, by it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was such a fun and interesting read. And you can certainly tell that, you know, you are at least you, you could tell that you're a golfer, that you're very familiar with the golf world. And when I was reading it, one of the like little notes I took, I was like, she, she included that the board of the club still needed to find a place for the members to play golf, even though there was a murder there pretty recently. And that would still, I think, happen today. Like the members of a club would be like, well, where are we going to go play? That just made me like laugh because I was like, oh my gosh, she's totally a golfer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, when I found, I actually found that in a newspaper uh, the the day after the crime or whatever, I can't remember exactly. And I remember reading it and, you know, that the other club was, was going to allow them privileges. And I went, are you kidding? And then I went, oh yeah. I mean, it, it was right. kind of, you, you know, you're, I, you know, the, the horror of the crime and then, you know, well, we have to find a place, like you said, for the members to play. And yeah, it was, it, it was very, um, you know, astute of you that that was such a small, you know, a thing, but I was definitely going to include it because. Oh, it's so typical. Yes. Yes. Communicates volumes. Right. A golfer's mindset. And if you were the club and, you know, trying to um, be sensitive of the members. And even when I was writing it, I was just like, okay, how would just, you know, a quote, you know, quote unquote, normal person respond to this, like, you know, well, you know, we have to, we have to have another club, you know, to, to play, even though our club's closed. And, um, and I just thought, yeah, they would just go, what? I mean, if you're not a golfer, you would just, yeah, you would just say that. It would be absurd to you. Yeah. Yeah, that would be crazy. And so that I, I, I think I wrote it in terms of the detective is like, what you know uh yeah yeah that was even for that detective uh sidebar um uh he he was married he never had any children and his um niece uh no i'm sorry his nephew ended up with his detective um scrapbook and they gave that to me. They knew wow. that I was working and they knew that he had worked on the case. And so I had his, you know, it's just, it, you know, it, sometimes when you're sitting there and you're going through these materials and you're thinking, somebody actually put this into the scrapbook. Somebody right. you know, cared enough to document this. And and there were just, you know, so many gifts along the way like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, really I believe it. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure, I mean, so speaking of that, I mean, you you learned about so many interesting tidbits and I'm sure through even some of those types of gifts and, and random stumblings upon mm-hmm. such as like her celebrity friends, you know, Bing Crosby and meeting Amelia Earhart. Um, how did those ones come about, especially because they were a little under the radar? Yeah, um, you know, uh, I, I've, I've often thought of it as um, similar to that um, 
Winston Groom book, Forrest Gump. You know, Forrest Gump, of course, was based on a book. And, um, you know, and he makes up all these, you know, kind stories. of fantastic stories about Forrest, you know, interacting with this and everything. And, and I always go, you know, yeah, Marianne had all those moments, but her experiences were real, you know, and she, you know, and she goes out and she meets Clark Gable. I mean, these were just, you know, kind of heavy hitters of the day. Yeah. And Abby, the thing is that I think, you know, you, you just kind of have to keep thinking it, that she was like, you know, in her early 20s when this right. started. And she was just a normal person. It wasn't like, you know, she was the daughter of another famous actor or wherever, you know, that where she would have these interactions. You know, she was a normal girl with extraordinary talent. Mm -hmm. And it just took her into, you know, something that she probably never even could have imagined. And, uh, and that's what makes it, it just adds, it's just another. Oh, it favorite. totally sucks you in. Cause you know, looking at it, you're like, oh, this will be interesting. It's a crime novel about this woman who was murdered. But then there's all these like amazing details about yeah. her life and, and how she, you know, beat six of the LPGA founders um, during her time. Yeah. I, I, I don't mean, think anybody's ever put that together. And I had a list, I, I kept a list of the founders. Uh, sure you know, just because it's, you know, it's, it's Marion's story, but it's also women's golf, it's a golf um, right. you know, story. And, and then as I'm working through, which, you know, that was a tremendous amount of work, you know, going through all um, of her, you know, tournaments and how she did and documenting those. And, you know, I have a massive spreadsheet, uh, you know, of everything that she did. And then I was like, wait a minute, you know, didn't she beat Louise Suggs? Yeah, she beat her. Oh, wow, this big win over Babe. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, she she beat her. Oh, Patty Berg. Yeah. Right. She took care of her a few times. And, you know, and then it was, you know, Betty Jameson and, and Helen Hicks. And uh, well, I think the oldest was Opal Hill. Um, but, uh, and I was like, oh my gosh, she played them and she beat them. And, and you know how this goes, Abby. I mean, you know, you know, one day you beat them and then another day they beat you. I mean, this is, you right. know, this is the way it works, but still just the fact that she yeah. check off each one of those. Yeah. It was more of that to me that she had come in contact with those women who we now, you know, if you pay attention to women's golf, you see and hear about them a lot, especially with like the Founders Cup, which is a tournament. Right. Yeah. Um, so it was just like the connection to me. I was like, oh my gosh, like these names, it made it very real um, as opposed right. to just a, a story. Um, and it was just, um, you know, there, there's this great photograph, um, great heartbreaking uh, photograph of the funeral and and patty berg is just broken she is mm. just crying her eyes out and of course uh, another founder um helen detweiler was was also at the funeral but but they were friends it's funny um but marion and helen never went up against each other that yeah was, was kind of interesting but um you know uh patty was you know a, a really 
a really good friend. Uh, you know, Marion Marion mentions talking to Patty about turning professional, and you know, you just go, yeah. "Oh my god, oh my god!" She's like talking about her, you know, and so you know. I'm glad to meet somebody who gets so worked up about it as I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, if the if the novel was made into a movie, which I would personally love, uh, who would play some of those lead roles? Marion, her mom, father, and and Fritz. Let's say. Oh, um, I, I have some of that figured out. It was funny. Uh, my twenty-something uh, son kind of weighed in on this. I did not ask for his opinion, <laughs> and he told me that Brie Larson needs to be. Um, uh, Marion Miley. I could and see I was like, oh, and he's like, you know, she's strong. And, you know, I think she, I think he had kind of the superhero thing, you know, in his mind. Sure. But, but I mean, okay, I'm not going to complain uh, about Brie Larson. She'd be great. Someone else the other day said it should be Matt Damon as the father because he loves golf. And, um, you know, he was in, um, Bagger Vance, I think that, yeah. Mm, yeah, and, that's right. Um, you know, uh, I, I had my own, um, you know, Jennifer Lawrence is from Louisville, Kentucky, and I have, uh, you know, Kentucky bias. And, you know, I could just totally see her, um, you know, being an athlete, portraying an athlete. Um, and- The face, I can actually really see it. Oh yeah, I think I, I, I yeah. In fact, my son and I got into a whole discussion about this. It's it's ridiculous to, to go down these roads, you know, but, oh yeah, well, that'd be good. Oh, that'd be good, you know. Um, so and then, uh, you know, George Clooney is from um, Kentucky. Um, mm. So, um, you know, I have never thought about Fritz. Um, Fritz is special. Uh, I, I um I'd have to give that more thought. I thought about the the three men who committed the crime, um, but uh, yeah, you know that's the thing that I hear. You know what? This needs to be made into a movie, and uh, you know I, I'd love to see it happen. I, I think it's a natural um, for it, and I just um, just the entire story is just yeah. you know really you know really compelling. between the flashbacks and the celebrity sightings and everything else I think yes. I would be I would be there so <laughs> well I always end the podcast with just what advice do you have for women who want to pick up the sport well what I would say to them is what you're already helping them do which is one of the reasons why I kind of keyed in on you uh found you in the beginning in terms of the clinics and how you're trying to encourage you know um young professional women to, to play the game, um, play the game with other women. Um, sure. there are a number of reasons for that. Uh, one is, is just in terms of, um, I think there would be a sense of ease that would come from learning the game either with, uh, you know, with friends, if, if you're sure. taking the clinic with them or just another, you know, group of women, um, Golf is, is an intimidating game um, it, in terms of its history. It's been very much about, you know, these are the rules. Um, 
this is a game that dates back, you know, generations. Um, we've had all these great players. And sometimes those aspects can really turn into obstacles mm. um, for people taking up the game. Yeah. Um, we know about other obstacles in terms of, you know, expense and, you know, because I've, I've thought a lot about these things as I'm sure you have uh, in terms of, you know, what holds people back from playing. So I just think, you know, the, uh, for, for women, um, you know, we've done a good job in helping kids and young, you know, young people with the game. We need to do better with um, women uh, playing. Yeah. And I think yeah. that just helping each other. Um, you know, I don't know if you've ever had this experience. I know I have, um, where you go and you're playing the, the forward tee or whatever, and you get to it and you can't really even tell that it's a tee box because it's just not a priority. We, we right. have to change that. We have yeah. to change that prism from which we, you know, look at the game. It can't just be from, you know, who the golfer was, uh, you know, the, the, most of the people who played the game in the fifties, you know, they, they right. were, men, you know, white men. Uh, we, we have to change that. Um, uh, yes. My husband, nothing gets me more upset when, when I go to that tea and I see that it's not cared for. It's just, sure. it, it just shows me that yeah. it, it's not important. Right. And who yeah. wants to give their time, energy and money to a game where they're not considered important, you know, right. it's just, um, so keep doing, I love what you're doing. I absolutely love it. If I can help you in any way, if you come Thank up with you. an idea for some kind of, you know, great thing and I can help out, I would love to do it because, you know, that's what those women did in the thirties. You know, they took that waning interest in the men's game because Bobby Jones had retired and they stepped in and they said, this is our chance. And we're yes. do this. And they elevated the game. And then in the 40s, we got the professional, um, you know, organization. For Amazing. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Our original music is composed and performed by my talented and wonderful friend, Ryan Young. If you're looking for more from For the Ladies, visit us at ForTheLadies.net and on Instagram at ForTheLadies. That's F-O-R-E.